if not now tell me when if not now welcome to just married stories about love and citizenship in the decade of marriage equality i'm jennifer bass this show tells the stories of same-sex couples in the heartland and their journeys into marriage Today, Dennis and Mark share their coming out and their decision to marry 32 years after they met. Here's Tarek Warner. Many gay men and women's stories of coming out start with telling their friends and family. Dennis and Mark grew up in a time where conversion therapy and criminalization of homosexual feelings were the norm. So how did their coming out story begin? I came out to my family when I was 14. And I actually came out to a friend of mine and he said that I should, that this wasn't me, that I just was confused and that I needed to see, I needed counseling. So I approached my mom and dad and said, you know, I want to see a counselor. And they said, "Uh, what for? You know, what's the matter? And so I, I still refused to tell them why. I just said it was personal. And, and my mom said, well, does it have anything to do with how you feel about girls or how you feel about boys? And I said, yes, I think I'm a homosexual. And then she said, well, your dad and I have talked about this, and we thought that that might be the case. And, of course, they were very willing to send me to counseling, um, hoping that it was a phase. But, but yeah, when I did when I did go to counseling, I had an incredible person, and absolutely, I don't know who I would be today if it wasn't for that experience. It was amazing, especially for up in the sticks in northern Wisconsin in the um, late 1960s. And what about Mark's coming out story? About 19, then we'll say, was when I finally just really admitted it to myself. And then I came out um, to friends, and everybody was, amazingly enough, very supportive. So that was a positive thing, because I wasn't getting rejection from people that I thought highly of. So then I proceeded to uh, go to my folks and I wanted to do this in a what I thought would be a safer environment, meaning not in the house. And so we actually went to the Holiday Inn restaurant and bar. And in the bar, uh, over drinks, we, uh, I brought it up. And she said, when, when did you uh, know this? And I said, ever since it's made a difference. I'm not sure what that was supposed to mean. I don't know whether I meant by puberty or what have you, but... That's what I said. And my dad, of course, was just like, I mean, he kept his cool. We were in public, you know. Would he have been cool at home? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But then the next day, my mom and I had a long talk. And in her opinion, it was, again, this thing that, well, maybe a little counseling wouldn't hurt. And so I said, okay. And, of course, his take on it was, well, you know, it's like, that's who you are. And I wasn't being pushed into this thing of like, well, you need to, we'll get this worked out. You know, we'll get you switched over and everything. That wasn't the case. I just remember that my mom 
she was kind of like almost surprised or shocked that a counselor would have said that, you know, and it was like, but on the other hand, she didn't uh, um, get bent out of shape. Coming out to the parents and them not getting bent out of shape was a win, especially in the 1960s and 70s. But fast forward several years, Dennis and Mark meet in a bar in Bloomington, Indiana. And after things got serious, it was time to meet the family. was the family that was the key in many ways and that we could go ahead and be ourselves not in the sense that we were lovey-dovey in front of family and I can't do that today even being able to take each other home and spend time with our families together rather than as you often hear people end up one's going to his family the other one's going to his family and not being able to you know share you know that's such a big part of a relationship is who your in-laws are, you know, and, and family support and siblings, too. And that certainly is, like, a really important thing to us. To be able to share your family is not always a guarantee, especially in same-sex relationships. But Dennis and Mark were able to share their families with each other for over 30 years. However, same-sex marriage was not legalized until 2015 by the Supreme Court. So was marriage ever on their mind? I think the whole concept of marriage seemed foreign for so many years when we were first together. I mean, same-sex couples just didn't get married, and if they did, there was no legality about it. Before, it was more of a thing that it would be nice to get married because we couldn't. On the other hand, well, you know, living in sin is much more fun than being (laughs) married. Even though marriage was not an option for most of their relationship, a 5-4 decision in the Supreme Court on June 26, 2015, ruled in favor of same-sex marriage. That 5-4 decision would resonate with Dennis and Mark, giving them a sense of accomplishment in the fight for equal rights. It just made me feel a sense of hopefulness. Like if it had gone the other way, that would have been crushing and so discouraging. But in just a moment, it was like, wow, you know, you're part of the majority opinion. And that was tremendously empowering. And the other thing was um, Anthony Kennedy's, the way in which the opinion was written, that was so beautiful uh, that it was like recognizing that gay people, that marriage and and the expression of love and the and the desire to form relationships and partnerships it's a universe it put you put us on the same level with any other human being on the earth as being validated and and that the desires that i feel and the and the love that i feel are equal to any Uh, It was just a beautiful opinion. Now that they're married and have had a successful, long-lasting relationship, how did they do it? Consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um. Being considerate of each other being tolerant of each other, you know, and when things aren't going right, still 
just being able to take it and and kind of understand that no one's going to be their best all the time. I do think that one of the two parties more than likely is making a lot more sacrifices than the other one, that they just allow a lot more, they just don't have as high of expectations. Because, you know, I would never put up with me. <laughs> no. We, we kind of have kidded for years about who's being the martyr. And, and it's like you want to be the martyr. So it's like, no, I want to be the martyr. It's my turn to be the martyr. I think for people that have a long-term relationship that's successful... You have to really like be a relate be relationship material. You, there's a certain domesticity and and a certain romantic nature even about it that being in a marriage just feels good to you and it's the place you want to be. You know, even sleeping with somebody and and slipping into bed at night and having somebody there. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to go back to sleeping on my own. It would seem so strange and so lonely. Although I have a, I'm developing insomnia, so So he's getting used to it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I miss you when you're sitting up in the chair at night and I turn over and you're not there. Despite who's the martyr, Dennis and Mark make everything work. And just knowing someone misses you when you're away from bed can make the sacrifices that much easier. Support for Just Married comes from the Indiana University's Department of Gender Studies, the Office for Vice President for Research New Frontiers Program, and the IU Bloomington Arts and Humanities Council. WFHB's Blooming Out is our podcast host. Thanks to Tarek Warner, Carrie Newcomer, and to the Blue Note Sessions. Listen to Just Married podcasts on wfhb.org slash just-married or find us on Facebook at Marriage Equality Heartland. If not now, if not now, tell me when.